Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Your lovely wife and producer, Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, so what are we talking about this evening? Well, we're back. We're back where? <laughs> we're back on the show. Ah, where uh, are we? We were in town. Brian had finally got his appointment with the community care. Yeah, it's where they let you go to a doctor outside of the VA f- facility. Yes. Went smoothly. Okay, so we start the show with a prayer. Hanukkah started yesterday. We will review. The thought police meets the internet wars continue. What's up with our schools and the Looney Tooney global warming report if we get to it? If we get to it. Color me skeptical. I hate getting to the last story, so, because that's what if you get to the last story, there's still got more to talk about. Still got showtime to fill. All right, <clears throat> a prayer. A Hanukkah prayer from Kabad.org. Let us pray. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to kindle the Hanukkah light. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who performed miracles for our forefathers in those days at this time. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has granted us life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this occasion. Amen. Or as they would say, Amen. Now, this is really important. I put together what they, how the Jewish people celebrate Hanukkah, but I also, and thank you to this website, they have the whole story behind Hanukkah. No one else did. That's they the they didn't. They didn't do a good a job as good a job as uh, Shabbat.org. Um, and when you get to it, you really have to get in depth with the folks because it is unbelievable what the Jewish people went through and what the story around this is. 
because we need to have this fortitude and belief in God to get through what we're going through right now. Yep. And I'm going to go get his coffee. And I disagree with certain individuals who think they can understand prophecy and uh, God isn't using the Muslims to destroy the United States of America. Lucifer is. Not God. But God could be using Lucifer. But, eh. Just a thought. Well, he knows how it ends already, so I don't really understand how, how he could lose the game. Alright, again from Hibod.org. And, uh, it's pronounced Hibod. But I don't want, but I... <laughs> Got to cover my mouth when I do that because otherwise spit goes everywhere. Oh, the other thing I want to tell the folks too, in what I did is I used the actual spelling of Hanukkah because most secular Jews spell it with an H, but this is actually the the traditional way to spell it. It's not traditional. It's how you it's how you spell it. They changed it. And that, and that's I, they did it. I think because they were spitting on people, so they dropped the C and the K. Anyway, I don't know how they spell Hanukkah with an H. I've always spelled it C H A N U K A H. Hanukkah, be, <clears throat> Hanukkah is the Jewish eight-day wintertime festival of lights, celebrated with a nightly menorah lighting special prayers, and fried foods. Oh, yum. <clears throat> Everything tastes good fried. The Hebrew word Hanukkah means dedication. I'm not going to say it right because I've got enough spit on my screen already. It means dedication and is thus named because it celebrates the re-education of the Holy Temple. That means, excuse me, re-dedication of the Holy Temple. I'm having a bad eye night. At the heart of the festival is the nightly menorah lighting. The menorah holds nine flames, one of which is the shamash, or attendant, which is used to kindle the other eight lights. On the first night, we light just one flame. On the second night, an additional flame is lit. By the eighth night of Hanukkah, all the eight lights are kindled. means lit. Since the Hanukkah miracle involved oil, it is customary to eat foods fried in oil. The Eastern European classic is the potato latke. It's a potato pancake. They're good, too, if they're made right. Garnished with applesauce or sour cream and reigning Israeli favorite is the jelly-filled sufganya donut. Oh, a jelly donut. On Hanukkah, it is customary to play with the dreidel, a four-sided spinning top bearing the Hebrew letters Nun, Gimel, Hai, and Shin, an acronym for Nes, Gadal, Hayam, Shem. A great miracle happened there. The game is usually played for a pot of coins, nuts, or other stuff, which is won or lost based on which letter the dreidel lands on when it is spun. 
the story of Hanukkah from Chabad.org. Under Syrian rule, more than twenty, uh, excuse me, more than two thousand years ago, there was a time when the land of Israel was part of the Syrian Greek Empire, dominated by Syrian rulers of the dynasty of the Seleucid. Oh, I forget how to say this, Seleucids. In order to relate the story that led up to Hanukkah, we shall start with Antiochus the Third the king of Syria, who reigned from 3,538 to 3,574. He had waged war with King Ptolemy of Egypt over the possession of the land of Israel. Antiochus III was victorious, and the land of Israel was annexed to his empire. At the beginning of his reign, he was favorably disposed toward the Jews, and accorded them some privileges. Later on, however, when he was beaten by the Romans and compelled to pay heavy taxes, the burden fell upon the various peoples of his empire who were forced to furnish the heavy gold that was required of him by the Romans. When Antiochus died, his son Seleucus IV, Seleucus, I don't know, the fourth took over and uh, further oppressed the Jews. Added to the troubles from the outside were the great perils that threatened Judaism from within. The influence of the Hellenists, people who accepted idol worship and the Syrian way of life, was increasing. Yochanan, the high priest, foresaw the danger to Judaism from the penetration of Syrian Greek influence into the Holy Land. For in contrast to the ideal of outward beauty held by the Greeks and Syrians, Judaism emphasizes truth and moral purity as commanded by God in the Holy Torah. The Jewish people could never give up their faith in God and accept the idol worship of the Syrians. Yochanan was therefore opposed to any attempt on the part of the Jewish Hellenists to introduce Greek and Syrian customs into the land. The Hellenists hated him. One of them told the king's commissioner that in the treasury of the temple there was a great deal of wealth. The wealth in the treasury consisted of the contributions of half a shekel made by all adult Jews annually that was given for the purpose of the sacrifices on the altar as well as for fixing and improving the temple building. Another part of the treasury consisted of orphans' funds which were deposited for them until they became of age. Seleucus needed money in order to pay the Romans. He sent his minister Heliodros, Heliodros to take the money from the treasury of the temple. In vain did Yochanan, the high priest, beg him not to do it. Heliodros did not listen and entered the gate of the temple, but suddenly he became pale with fright. The next moment he fainted and fell to the ground. After Heliodorus came to, he did not dare enter again. The madman Antiochus, this is, I love this story. <clears throat> the madman Antiochus, a short time later, Seleucus was killed by his brother Antiochus IV, began to reign over Syria in 358 
3586 to 174 BCE, which is not the same as BC, so I don't know why it's there, just to confuse you. He was a tyrant of the rash and impetuous nature, contemptuous of religion, and of the feelings of others. He was called Epiphanes, meaning the God's Beloved. Several of the Syrian rulers received similar titles, but a historian of his time, Polybius, gave him the epithet Epimanus, Madman, a title more suitable to the character of his harsh and cruel king. Desiring to unify his kingdom through the medium of a common religion and culture, Antiochus tried to root out the individualism of the Jews by suppressing all the Jewish laws, just like they did here in America. It's still doing. Except it's Christian laws now. He removed the righteous high priest, Yochanan, from the temple in Jerusalem, and in his place installed Yochanan's brother, Joshua, who loved to call himself by the Greek name of Jason, for he was a member of the Hellenist party, and he used his high office to spread more and more of the Greek customs among the priesthood. Joshua, or Jason, was later replaced by another man, Manelaus, who had promised the king that he would bring in more money than Jason. When Yochanan, the former high priest, protested against the spread of the Hellenists' influence in the Holy Temple, the ruling high priest hired murderers to assassinate him. Antiochus was at the time engaged in a successful war against Egypt. But messengers from Rome arrived and commanded him to stop the war, and he had to yield. Meanwhile, in Jerusalem, a rumor spread that a serious accident had befallen Antiochus. Thinking that he was dead, the people rebelled against Manelaus. The treacherous high priest fled together with his friends. The martyrs, that's just titled the next segment, Antiochus returned from Egypt, enraged by Roman interference with his ambition. When he heard what had taken place in Jerusalem, he ordered his army to fall upon the Jews. Thousands of Jews were killed. Antiochus then enacted a series of harsh decrees against the Jews. Jewish worship was forbidden. The scrolls of law were confiscated and burned. Sabbath rest, circumcision, and the dietary laws were prohibited under penalty of death. Even one of the respected elders of that generation, Rabbi Eliezer, a man of 90, was ordered by the servants of Antiochus to eat pork so that others would do the same. When he refused, they subjected him to the subjected to him that he pick up the meat to his lips to appear to be eating it. But Rabbi Eliza refused to do even that and was put to death. There were thousands of others who likewise sacrificed their lives. The famous story of Hannah and her children, Hannah and her children happened at the same time. She had seven. Antiochus's men went from town to town and from village to village to force the inhabitants to worship pagan gods. Only one refuge area remained, and that was the hills of Judea, 
with their caves. But even there did the Syrians pursue the faithful Jews, and many a Jew died a martyr's death. Matit Yahu is the next segment. One day the henchmen of Antiochus arrived in the village of Modin, where Metiyahu, the old priest, lived. The Syrian officer built on an altar in the marketplace of the village and demanded that Metiyahu offer sacrifices to the Greek gods. Metiyahu replied, I, my sons and my brothers, are determined to remain loyal to the covenant which our God made with our ancestors. Thereupon, a Hellenistic Jew approached the altar to offer a sacrifice. Metityahu grabbed his sword and killed him, and his sons and friends fell upon the Syrian officers and men. They killed many of them and chased the rest away. They then destroyed the altar. Metityahu knew that Antiochus would be enraged when he heard what had happened. He would certainly send an expedition to punish him and his followers. Metityahu, therefore, left the village of Modin and fled, together with his sons and friends, to the hills of Judea. All loyal and courageous Jews joined them. They formed legions, and from time to time they left their hiding places to fall upon enemy detachments and outposts, and to destroy the pagan altars that were built by order of Antiochus. Ah, the Maccabees. Again, section title. Before his death, Metityahu called his sons together and urged them to continue to fight in defense of God's Torah. He asked them to follow the counsel of their brothers Shimon, the wise. In waging warfare, he said their leader would be Judah, the strong. Judah was called Maccabee, a word composed of the initial letters of the four Hebrew words Mi, Komaka, Ba'elem, Hashem. Who is like you, O God? Antiochus sent his general Apollonius to wipe out Judah and his followers, the Maccabees. Though greater in number and equipment than their adversaries, the Syrians defeated were defeated by the Maccabees, and Antiochus sent out another expedition, which was also defeated. He realized that only by sending a powerful army could he hope to defeat Judah and his brave fighting men. An army consisting of more than 40,000 men swept the land under the leadership of two commanders, Nicanor and Gorgiash. When Judah and his brothers heard of what they exclaimed, let us fight unto death in defense of our souls and our temple. The people assembled in Mitzvah, where Samuel, the the prophet of old, had offered prayers to God. After a series of battles, the war was won. The dedication. Now the Maccabees returned to Jerusalem to liberate it. They entered the temple and cleared it of the idols placed there by the Syrian vandals. Judah and his followers built a new altar, which he dedicated on the 25th of the month of Kislev in the year 3622 B.C. Since the golden menorah 
had been stolen by the Syrians, the Maccabees now made one of cheaper metal. When they wanted to light it, they found only a small cruise of pure oil bearing the seal of the high priest, Jochanan. It was sufficient to light only for one day. By a miracle of God, it continued to burn for eight days till new oil was made available. That miracle proved that God had, again, taken his people under his protection. In memory of this, our sages appointed these eight days for annual thanksgiving and for the lighting of candles. After Hanukkah, the brightness of the first Hanukkah light had dwindled down, but the holy fires on the altar burnt again in the Biet Hamikdash from morning to morning, as prescribed by law. The priests were again busily officiating in the old customary ways, and day in, day out, they prepared the offerings. Order and peace seemed established. The Jewish farmer longed to return to his land after two years of hardship, privation, and danger in the victorious Jewish army. He was, it was high time to break the ground and to till the soil if the barley was to grow and ripen in time for Omer offering on Passover. The Jewish farmers had left their plows to rally about the heroic Kashmonaim. The first victories <clears throat> had drawn even the hesitant into the ranks of the enthusiastic Jewish rebels led by the sons of Metatiahu. Farmers had forsaken their land, merchants and tradesmen, their stores and shops. Even Torah students had emerged from the four walls of the Bet Hamidrash to join the fight against the oppressors. <clears throat> Sorry, <clears throat> bad chest day too. Uh, but the <clears throat> songs of victory, which had filled the reclaimed holy temple with praise and gratitude, for the merciful God had ceased. The goal of the battle sea reach and the Torah again was supreme law in Israel. One man, one man though, realized that the time for a return to normal living had not yet come. Israel could not yet afford to relax. It would have to stand ready and prepare to carry on the fight against the overwhelming odds of the enemy. This man was Judah Maccabee. His name was upon everyone's lips and in every Jewish heart. He was admired as a hero, as a man with the heart of a lion and in the simple piety of a child. As the one whose mighty armies fought and conquered, <clears throat> excuse me, I lost my place. Uh, and the simple piety of a child, as one whose mighty armies fought and conquered, yet who never failed to pray to God, the master of all battles, before he entered the fray. It was not the spirited warrior's joy that made Judah Maccabee stay in camp, his heart too long to return to his former peaceful life, to Modin, the quiet town of priests, which held the grave of his adored father. 
bloodshed in battle meant a hard and unwanted profession for the men of Judea, who preferred peace to strife. Yet this was no time for relenting. Not only had he to stay, but with all the persuasion of his magnetic personality, he had to hold back his comrades-at-arms. His own reasoning and his two wise brothers, Shimon and Yonatan, told him that only the first phase of this war of liberation had passed. Hard and desperate times were yet to come. Clever enemies merely needed an extended lull to prepare new assaults with more troops and better equipment. And there were enemies all about Judea, besides the defeated Syrians. The neighboring countries begrudged the dazzling victories of the small Jewish armies. They would much rather have seen the people of Judea oppressed and humiliated than armed and spirited, a threat to their own lands. Whence had come the sudden source of strength, courage, and fortitude? What was there in this nation that made history in proud seclusion and isolation from other nations? Old hatred was revived. The descendants of Edom, the Edomines, the Ammonites, the Philistines, and Phoenicians, they all revived their ancient jealousies. Messengers arrive in Gilead. The pagan people joined forces to destroy Judea. From Galilee came the bad news of similar evil intentions and active preparations in Ptolemais, Tyre, and Zidon. The messengers found Judah Maccabee already at work. Fortifications had to be thrown up around Zion towers, walls, battlements, and moat had to be constructed opposite the fort, still held by their worst enemies, the Hellenistic Jews, under the leadership of the false priest Manileus, who these hated everything Jewish and lived in the hope of the return of the Syrian masters. Judah Maccabee prepared Jerusalem against them and against imminent assault by the troops of Antiochus. Under his supervision, the Jewish people worked feverishly to refill their arsenals and turn the whole country into a stronghold. Once this most important task has, was accomplished, Judah Maccabee led his freshly trained troops to the aid of the religions and villages harassed by the spiteful neighbors of Judea. He drove the Edomites from Hebron, which they had annexed, and he pushed the people who had acted with hostility towards the Jewish settlers. Then he led his army across the Jordan River against the Ammonites. Their capital fell before the furious onslaught of the Jewish troops, and so did their fortress, Yassir. Judah's brother, Shimon, led an army north to aid the plague Jews of Galilee. He defeated the enemy and cleared the Jewish land. At his urging, a great many of the Jewish settlers who had fled to Jerusalem returned to rebuild in safety that had been destroyed during the years of weakness. Judah Maccabee and Yonatan joined forces and marched against Gilead, where they were met with the toughest resistance by Shavuot, 
this campaign was successfully concluded. Judea was again free, and all parts captured by the neighboring nation had been recovered. Celebrations and festivity transformed Jerusalem and the Holy Temple, hardly half a year after the victories over the Syrian armies. The Jewish people expressed their joy and gratitude to God in the form of psalms and offerings, for he had restored glory and liberty to the Jewish land. And I will point out, no mention of any Palestine. Who, who, what is the capital of Israel? Jerusalem. Who built the cap, the city of Jerusalem? The Jews. They are the, the, they have the first historic right to the land. There were no Palestinians, and there really still are none. They're just Arabs. <sighs> anyway, uh, always love that story. It's, it's hard. It's hard to top, don't you think? And I don't know where I'm supposed to be anymore. My computer screen just went crazy again. All right, moving along to the Thought Police meets the Internet Wars. And not queued up again. Okay, let's see. We're the thought police and we're coming your way. The thought police and you better don't say. All right, the Washington Examiner. Former ABC News reporter and anchor Sam Donaldson critiqued White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders' antagonistic relationship with the media on Sunday, comparing her work no, 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 no. with former President George H.W. Bush's now, cordial attitude towards news I need news to read outlets. this thing, and we also need read to discuss... Read I need. We need to discuss that more, and I had to go to break. We have to discuss it more. Yeah, what yeah. you just read. Yeah, you're a little late for the break. Yep. And then you need to explain to people about the break. All right, well, we're going to go to, go to commercial breaks. Ed Crawford Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. <laughs> Socialists, you will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. You have no idea. I've got an idea. I got an idea. I got an idea. What's the big idea? Do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app? Well, now is the time to make your idea a priority. Get it off the ground fast and call Davison. We have over 25 years experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online. It's simple to get started. Call now and ask for our free big idea starter guide. 
We'll show you how to get started and protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream. Dream big and be big. Call Davidson now for your free big idea starter guide. Davidson charges fees for services. 800-213-9257 Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. You have no I've got an idea. I got an idea. I got an idea. What's the big idea? Do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app? Well, now is the time to make your idea a priority. Get it off the ground fast and call Davidson. We have over 25 years experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online. It's simple to get started. Call now and ask for our free big idea starter guide. We'll show you how to get started and protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream. Dream big and be big. Call Davidson now for your free big idea starter guide. Davidson charges fees for services. 800-213-9257. 800-213-9257. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. Cooperative Radio Show, hour half of one. 
Okay, this and is we're already what, getting pissed off this beyond is, belief. This is one of the things that I wanted to bring up. In Syria, they used to worship the Greek gods. No, they didn't. Well, well who were they? Susan, look it up. Who were they? What? I don't know. I'm not going through Syrian panthos. No, no. How how were they forcing the Jews? Who were they forcing the Susan, Jews to worship? Their gods. Look it up. Yeah, it said Greek gods. That's what you read. I heard it. So they used to the worship. The Hellenists. The Hellenists. Obviously. The capital of Greece, Helena, which was now the Syrian hyphen Greek empire. Or all kinds of gods, Greek gods, and there were Syrian gods. But it's amazing that nobody knows this about that, nothing about the region. Just look it up. The other thing is, I love that they were forcing the Jews to eat pork. What if we did that to the Muslims here? They wouldn't do it. And we'd be okay with that, right? No, I'd cut their heads off. <laughs> I mean, seriously. They're allowed to do all kinds of things to the Jews. God forbid we do anything to the Muslims. the only way that plan could work, and it is my plan, that they have to touch a pig ear before they get on a plane, before they get on Bus. a boat, before they get in a car, whatever the case may be, before they go in a building, and no way for them to clean up. <clears throat> and uh, we, won't have to, we won't have this problem for long. And also arm the people and let us kill them where they are, which is where the people are. Anyway. The, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is you notice there's no mention of Islam or Muslim in this story at all, like you said. It, has been, it hasn't been invented yet. Right. Muhammad invented it, uh, invented it by ripping off the Torah in the 7th century AD, that'd be after the birth of Christ. This is way before the birth of Christ, thousands of years. Yeah, the Jews and the Jewish religion. And it's not an Abrahamic religion. Just because he copied off the Torah doesn't make it Abrahamic. He chose to worship the God of Allah, which he was an Arab, which is the Arabian God, Allah, the moon God, and, the moon God of Arabia. And this does show how many thousands and thousands of years have the Jewish people been doing the Jewish religion? Let's just put it to you this way. They're the anti-Christians, okay? Who? Muslims? Muslims? I just And you're right, I love this story. But, you know, this is the same thing that the Americans have gone through. When we were, like, it seemed like we weren't going to win at all in anything we did. Because we believed in God, we were victorious. Yep, same thing happened when we were a Christian nation instead of a secular piece of crap nation. Sorry, I have to say it, because... Thankfully, it's turning around, but it's been pretty, pretty damn depressing. Well, and it's too, it's very deep. That's the problem. It's like we have to be swimming. Evil always in a, digs in deep. Yep. It's extremely deep. And just like when Can't they... Can't hide from God, though. But that's what we have to do. We have to bring God back for us to win. We're trying. Even Trump's team is trying. I mean, daily, daily prayers, prayers. I know. Weekly Bible studies. Him getting hands laid on by numerous pastors and prayed over. I guess nobody talks about any of that stuff. Huh? No, we do. I'm not. Every, I'm not everybody. Yeah, but we do talk about it. Got to talk about it. Cause it's a fact, and uh, no one else going to talk about it. 
They don't want you to know. If you think he's a piece of crap, womanizer, blah, 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 blah. He's a man of faith. So he couldn't possibly be those things. Oh, you should hear them because H.W. died. You should hear what they're saying about Donald Trump. H.W. might as well, just like John McCain, been a saint. He might as well wore wings. Because he, he was for progressivism. He was for the new world order. He said so. He was the first one ever to mention that phrase. New world order. Yeah, no. It's a real thing. It's not a conspiracy theory. Now, now he's holier than Jesus. You know what the New World Order is? Look at the United Nations and all the global uh, banks and health organizations and blah. All of that. That's it. That's the that's the New World Order. They're just waiting to swallow us up. So by all means, keep helping them. Sorry, people. Um, just like John McCain, you know, I'm glad he... Nice. He was a real war hero. As yes, far as I was. know, I yeah. I've never heard any right. read anything otherwise. No, unlike McCain, um, and I I thank him for his service, but that's about where my loyalty ends. At you being a veteran, once you enter politics, you get no pass for me. I'm a veteran. I'm not giving you a pass. You're either doing the work of the people, or you're doing the work of stealing liberty from the people. There is only two options. Well, and that's another thing that I didn't even that you're bringing up that I didn't think about. Because he was in the service and because he was the president, didn't he take an oath to the United States and to uphold the constitution? Yes. But see, they make it a point to listen to lawyers in the courts because they don't want any responsibility for the fact that they're not going to read it, they're not going to learn about it because then they'd have to answer to the fact why didn't they defend it? Which you swore to on a Bible. Uh, look, Obama has took an oath to faithfully execute the laws of the lands. Did he do that? To uphold the Constitution, defend it against all enemies, foreign and domestic? Did he do that? No, he is the assault on the Constitution. Him and his ilk. And he says he's a Christian. He swore to that on a Bible. I bet if you brought out a Quran, he would have uh, maybe thought twice. He would have said, oh, oh no, I, 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 I'm not a Muslim. I, I want to do it on the Christian Bible. Yeah, because he, he's doing it on, on an infidel's Bible, right. so he can lie. And, but it, but the other thing, people don't get this. Uh, the first Jew, uh, the first uh, Muslim in Congress was that guy that Keith Ellison he demanded to swear on the Quran. That's because he's a better Jew than Obama. He knows that he's com- they're commanded to lie to the infidel to get what they want. So he wants to be a United States Senator, but you lie on the Quran. It means nothing. Their God doesn't care. Again, the moon god of Arabia, the god of night, the god of darkness, the god of lies. Doesn't care. Sound familiar? <laughs> Being the god of lies, I think he... Likes it when they lie, don't you? Uh, yeah, they're encouraged to lie, make contracts with the infidel and the Jews, and then uh, when it suits their purpose, stab them in the back. Kill but, them. But we have to be like the Jews of ancient times. And it's so funny. That no, the kept, Maccabees. The, uh, you, it's funny that you kept saying Netanyahu, right? Mm-mm. No? What was his name? Oh, don't ask me to remember it. Oh, okay. It wasn't Netanyahu. <laughs> okay. Oh, 
anyway. It rhymes with it. Yeah, it does. It does rhyme with it. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we have to be this vigilant and this ruthless. That's right. There's a whole new, there's a whole new t-shirt and hat now. I'm a Maccabee. Most people won't even know what it means. Nope. They won't. It's a good conversation starter. <laughs> That's great, hon. I'm a Maccabee. That's right. Oh, awesome. Christians can be Maccabees, too. Yes. We believe in the same God. Yes. We are <laughs> of the... We do worship the same God. And now not Muslims. But they say God. No, they don't. They say Allah. Again, it's a proper noun. You do not translate proper nouns. And there was a God, Allah. And that's where he got the name from. He made the whole thing up and puzzled it together with other stuff. It was... And then later on, where he's killing, you know, where he's an emperor, he went completely off his rails. Another one, like Hitler, that lost his mind near the end. So, to end this, to all of our wonderful, faithful Jewish sisters and brothers, happy Hanukkah. And with that, I'm going to push a button. Yeah, it's too early for Merry Christmas. Push in the button. All right, push the button. Liberals are swine How they love to whine Take a seat on your behind And watch the foolish leave the blind They're insanity assails me They've all got bats inside their belfries. A blue, 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 a blah, blah, blah is all they have to say to you. A blue, 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 a blah, 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 they babble because they have no clue. A blue, 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 a blah, blah, blah is all they have to say to you. A blue, 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 a blah, blah, blah. The crazy schemes will screw you too. All those leftist politicians have dogs to thank for their positions. Dogs who scream their admonitions at folks who criticize their mission. Sanity assails you They want you to turn the red stains blue A blue, 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 a blah, blah, blah Is all they have to say to you A blue, 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 a blah, blah, blah They babble because they have no clue A blue, 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 a blah, blah, blah so they have to say to you A blue, blue, blue A blah, blah, blah Their talking points are on the view
meets the Internet Wars. From the Washington Examiner, former American broadcasting of communism news reporter and anchor Sam Donaldson critiqued White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders' antagonistic relationship with the media on Sunday, comparing her work with former President George H.W. Bush's cordial attitude towards attitude towards news outlets. First, they're not the same news outlets. That was Thank the 70s, you. man. Yep. You're going to be kidding yep. me. You know how bad yep. the press has gotten since then? Yep. They've yep. completely taken over by pride. Yep. That isn't news. We nope. don't have it. We need free press. They're free. They're, they're propagandizing us constantly. So uh, that's pretty free. Nobody threw them in jail yet for sedition. Pretty darn free, even though they should be thrown in jail and, for sedition. by the way, Progs, shut the hell up. This is a prog, Sam Donaldson. You're yelling at Sa- Sa- Sarah Sanders, my Sarah Sanders? She's a mama bear. You're a piece of crap. She's a Kodiak. If I were them, I'd stop poking the bear. They've never won yet. I don't know what the point is. I guess just to put on a show. I told you, circus and bread, right? More entertaining circus, more tasty bread. That's what I promised Donald Trump would deliver, and he has. I think he also had a press secretary in Marlon Fitzwater who did a great job for him, Donaldson told Communist News Network's reliable sources. <laughs> they always name themselves the opposite of what they are. Because would you watch the unreliable sources, <laughs> the propagandists, the, uh, the marionettes? Oh, man. So, Communist News Network, reliable sources. Marlon would come out to the press room, knowing he had to shuck and jive and sort of slide around, but he didn't try to insult reporters. Did they just say shuck and jive? Where is the outrage from the doofus-sized so-called leaders, black leaders on the left? Shuck if oh. If I said shuck and jive like that on te- uh, TV, I'd be out of a job. I have no problem with it, personally. I'm just saying, where's suddenly? there's no more outrage when the left does anything. They can do whatever they want. It doesn't matter. 
They could probably start using the N-word and nobody would care. Heck, someone started using the C-word. And I wonder if that would work today with Sarah Sanders, if she could come out and say, you know, I'm going to lie to you, but I have to do that. Don't you understand? It's nothing personal, Donaldson said. She's not lying to anybody. This is what I'm talking about. They make their own narrative up. This is not journalism. They're just making stuff up. They're accusing her of lying instead of telling the truth. I have watched these. She's not lying. There's nothing to lie about. Nothing. These people are relentless. They're not going to stop because that's what they're, to what's left of their audience wants. Crazy talk. I'm sorry. Do you not understand? It was the guy that came before him that was shucking and jiving and lying constantly. Shucking and jiving and lying, Obama. Yes, I said it. Fitzwater served as press secretary for two presidents, Ronald Reagan and Bush, from 1987 to 1993. Donaldson and Bush understood both he and journalists had a job to do informing the American people, even though he did not always agree with the coverage of his administration. He didn't have Twitter or Facebook. We don't have to go through your, your press filter anymore. Your bias anymore. That's why you, you hate the president doing because he goes right to the people. He doesn't go through you. You don't get to decide what the people hear. He get, they get to hear everything. There's never been a more open and honest administration in my entire life than, than his administration. I mean, I don't get it. President Trump has been nothing but open and honest to the point people are saying, you shouldn't say those things on Twitter. You shouldn't stop saying, stop tweeting. You're saying things you shouldn't be saying. He's just saying the truth. I thought everybody wanted the truth. Make up your damn minds. Gets frustrating listening to you people out there on the internet. Like a gaggle of doofusai. On both sides, by the way. And you know who you are. Never Trumpers. Right-wing progs. The Washington press corps was not swooned over a president since John F. Kennedy, but in the case of George Herbert Walker Bush, I think it was well above the line, he said, adding, however, that the way history may recall Bush could be a mixed bag. Let me try and help you with it. He was a member of the CFR. Council on Foreign Relations, whose whole purpose being formed was to help governments to enact progressive laws. Look it up. That's not conspiracy. He also was the first to ever mention the New World Order. Look it up. It's history. Donaldson was not as big a freak as the people today. But still, they were they were left leading. The press back then was even left leading in the seventies. The sixties started the whole thing. The sixties revolution. But I got to go to a break. John Cooperative Radio shows. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs>
And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Drifted on a bayou down Louisiana way. You watched the cold fog drifting over San Francisco Bay. Have you heard a Bob White calling in the Carolina Pines? Or heard the bellow of a diesel at the Appalachia Mines? Does the call of the Niagara thrill you when you hear her waters roar? You look with awe and wonder at her Massachusetts shore where Men who braved a hard new world first stepped on Plymouth Rock. Do you think of them when you stroll along a New York City dock? Have you seen a snowflake drifting in the Rockies way up high? Have you seen the sun come blazing down from the bright Nevada sky? You hailed to the Columbia as you rushed into the sea, or are you headed Gettysburg? Our struggle to be free? Have you seen the mighty Tetons who watched the Eagle soar? Have you seen the Mississippi roll along Missouri's shore? Have you felt a chill at Michigan when on a winter's day her waters rage along the shore and thunderous display? Does the word aloha make you warm? Do you stare in disbelief when you see the surf come roaring in at Guayamea Reef? From Alaska's cold to the Everglades, from the Rio Grande to Maine, my heart cries out, my pulse runs fast, the mind of her domain. You ask me why I love her? I have a million reasons why. My beautiful America, beneath God's wide, wide sky.
But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. No nation in history has ever survived a tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. We haven't balanced our budget 28 out of the last 34 years. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. Radio show, hour half of one, two, three, hour two. Yes, I'm in a bad mood again. I wonder what happened during the break. Donaldson also had criticized Trump's response to news of Bush's death Friday at the age of 94 in Houston, Texas. President Trump has been gracious from the standpoint of talking about the loss of this man and what have you, and has said he's a great family man. That's quite true, he said. But President Trump hasn't managed to say, and a great president too, because he wasn't. Because that would violate Mr. Trump's feeling about where president should be on the Mount Rushmore, I guess. No, because he wasn't a good president. He is a right-wing progressive. His presidency sucked, which is why he lost to Clinton. I know it's not Halloween anymore. Too bad. All right, moving along from Newsbusters. Google CEO Sundar Pakai is heading to Congress to answer accusations his company censors conservatives as well as respond to reports that the firm will create a censored search engine just for China. While Pikai has traveled to Washington before, he met privately with Republican lawmakers. He received major criticism for failing to attend a previous public hearing. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey and Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg both told, both spoke to Congress in September. There, according to Bloomberg, uh, a total left-leaning rag, by the way. Yeah, it's a business thing. Yeah, no, it's not. It's disguised as a business thing, just like, you know, many many churches disguise themselves as a church. Hmm. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey and Facebook CEO Sheryl Sandberg. According to Bloomberg, senior executives from Facebook Inc. and Twitter Inc., sat down before the senators next to an empty chair marked Google. Senator Marco Rubio wondered publicly if Google didn't show up because they're arrogant. Well, aren't you? How you 
flip-flop and lie and lie to the American people. You're no conservative, Marco Rubio. You don't give a crap about the United States Constitution, Marco Rubio. You're not even really a citizen, Marco Rubio. Because your parents weren't citizens when you were born here. Conservatives have criticized Google for following a biased agenda, whether via the search engine algorithm itself, distributing a pro-censorship memo, and trying to weaponize Latino votes in favor of the Democrat Party in the 2016 election. The Verge downplayed these concerns in favor of its own narrative about social media enabling fake news and election meddling. Unlike previous hearings that have focused on the very real concerns of foreign interference in U.S. elections and preserving data privacy, the grounds for some of these latest accusations are much more spurious. At various points, President Trump was accused, has accused Google of suppressing positive news about the presidency without providing hard evidence and not promoting his inaugural state of the union address. It did. No, it didn't. TechCrunch referred to conservative claims of bias at Google. We already know Google is biased. They fired one of its employees for sending out a memo complaining about the bias. That's already been substantiated. TechCrunch referred to uh, conservative claims of bias at Google as unsubstantiated. TechCrunch is another left-wing leading site. I don't care if they hide behind technology. While the WAPO claimed that no significant evidence has been provided. Evidence of bias at Google is well documented, however. A leaked post-election memo by Google's head of multicultural marketing, Eliano Murillo, revealed Google's election-related efforts aiding the Democrats. Coverage by TechWatch noted, the explicit anti-Trump nature of Mario's efforts at Google is also evident in that in the aftermath of the election, she indicated she decided not to email all the members of Google's Hispanic employees organization known as HOLA because we know that apparently some may actually be Trump supporters. Similarly, conservatives slammed Google's good censor memo for its support for censorship as a positive tool for establishing a more progressive society. Ha-ha! Ha-za! On the other hand, Google's partnership with China and its Firefly search engine have received much more bipartisan outrage, including from employees like Jack Polson, who left the company in disgust. The search engine is specifically designed for the Chinese market, on the condition that it gives private information to the Chinese Communist government, even going so far as to connect searches with phone numbers to identify dissidents. Pakai, much to the chagrin of his peers and employees, has defended this by stating he is merely complying with the law, Chinese law. You don't have to go to China. You don't have to have a business in China. You're stupid to do business with China. You're immoral if you do a business with China. And the only reason Google wants to do business with China is because they're a communist country. They are as far left at Google as it gets, ladies and gentlemen. 
divest yourself as much as you can. They've made it impossible, which is why all of us should contact our senators and congressmen and, and Trump administration and say that these monopolies must be broken up. They have complete control. Their hands are in everything. You can't get rid of your Google account uh, w without doing this. You can't get rid of your Yahoo account without getting rid of your Gmail account. You can't get, and you can't use a third-party email name because many places turn it down. So you have to keep either Yahoo, Microsoft, or Google uh, web mail services to log in and to certain things or use certain things or get rid of certain things. I closed my account at Yahoo. It's still there. Nothing's on it, but it's still there because I can't do it without getting rid of Google. I can't get rid of Google because other things require Google. It's just a nightmare. And it should not happen. I don't want anything to do with Google, Microsoft, or Apple. No, I do not use Windows unless I absolutely have to. I'm a Linux man. Before... PC, I was a, a, I was a Commodore Amiga fan. Much better computer than a PC or an Apple at the time. Far surpassed them. But was put out of business by keeping, a, keeping Microsoft keeping a backwards compatibility for game software, which was ironic because they claim uh, Commodore machines were only good for playing games. They're a game console. No, it wasn't. It was good. It wasn't good playing games because nobody wrote, hardly anybody wrote any software for Amiga. It was mostly musicians and artists that used it, actually, in the beginning. I don't know, it's a rabbit hole. But, yeah. We're talking about tech and how the tech market works, and now it's been completely inundated with commies, so. What do you want me to say? We're, if, unless government gets involved and breaks them up, we're stuck with them. No, net neutrality would not have done anything. These companies are monopolies and need to be broken up. Did it to Ma Bell? You could do it to Facebook and Google and Microsoft. And you know, you want to you want to control all these things on the internet, buy up all these things on the internet. Well, if you're that company, then you're going to be broken up. Because all those companies are run by progs, and they censor everything. I'm sick of it. Oh, I got my place in the New World Order, man. I'm a, I'm a global citizen, baby. Yeah, well, you're an idiot. They call you useful idiots. I call you doofusai. Working for your own serfdom is definitely idiotic. Okay, back to the Hollywood Insider. I just didn't want to move on to something so trivial. But <clears throat> the homes of Glenn Beck and Mark Levin are combining to create Blaze Media, which insiders say will reach 165 million people via television, digital platforms, and social media. Glenn Beck and Mark Levin are teaming up by merging The Blaze and CRTV to create a conservative media entity dubbed Blaze Media, which they say will reach 165 million people via television, digital platforms, and social media. I wouldn't count on the social media, unless you're talking about alternative social media. Beck and Levin are set to officially announce what they are calling a merger of equals Monday. But Beck tells Hollywood Reporter that the move could 
be just a next step in building a powerhouse independent media company. This is the beginning of scale, he says. Anyone who loves the Bill of Rights and pursues honesty, I want them all in. We're an open book, let's talk, he says. Beck founded The Blaze in 2011 after leaving Fox News, where his show drew a large audience, though was constantly attacked by progressive groups and discouraged advertisers. The Blaze grew quickly, but in recent years has scaled back in order to preserve money. The Blaze is seen on Dish TV Network. Verizon Files, Roku, Sling TV, and several regional cable outlets. And it's heard on Sirius XM Radio, iHeartRadio, and elsewhere. Next year, we launch a live tour with the working title, Blaze Live. Levin, a former attorney in Ronald Reagan's presidential administration, is a nationally syndicated radio host, and he hosts Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox News. He founded Levin TV and the digital outlet outlet morphed into CRTV, the CR standing for Conservative Review. Beyond Levin, some of the talent at CRTV include Michelle Malkin, Stephen Crowder, Matt Kibbe, Danine Borelli, Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame, and Gavin McGinnis, the the co-founder of Vice Media, who hosts the show... Get off my line. My lawn. Lawn. <laughs> lawn. Get oh, off my lawn. Don't be so fast. Get off my lawn at CRTV. <laughs> okay, before you move on, I heard his. Uh, I heard Mark Levin's announcement of this today because I said they were going to do it today, and I listened to talk radio. Brian doesn't. Oh my God, she's a Levinite. I'm an anyone bite that has to do with preserving our constitution and not getting our damn fight, fight. Uh, getting our damn republic back linen eight not linen vite i mean although sometimes i got to tell you the truth sean hannity kind of pisses me off he's too much of a boy scout sometimes levin pisses me off because he goes way too far out the original <laughs> meaning of the constitution <laughs> anyway they he said that the there's the reason that they're merging has nothing to do with finances and that's what the only that is the only thing on this article that yeah he probably did downsize but the reason was he overstretched uh at the blaze he well, overstretched no he did advertisers kept pulling out anyway um no advertisers kept pulling out when he was on fox tv i wanted to talk about this on sunday and that blaze too so the reason that they're doing this is because they want to start a media revolution for I conservatives know what they want. The Media Revolution for Conservatives is not by centralizing media. That's the wrong solution. Again, Mark Levin, you got it wrong. Centralization of power is anathema to liberty. If you want true free press, you cannot create a new centralized free press. Because eventually, the big boys will buy you out, take you over, and that will be the end of it. Now you just created another platform for propaganda. No, it can't be that way must be disseminated as it is on the Internet. Now, you're pulling people off Internet news, individual citizen news channel, TV channels, by doing this. Let's pull all those. Let's, let's put them out of business. 
Wow, sounds just like the complaints of people that don't like Walmart. No, that's not what they're doing. They're 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 expanding everything. And MRC TV, you can't compete with a big media corporation. That is what they're creating. Really, and MRC TV, MRC TV. What were they creating? They've been on for a long time, and believe it or not, they didn't create. That's not. That's one of the ones that's going to be put out of business or sucked up and taken over. That's what I'm talking about. No, MRC TV is an independent citizen journalist network. Now I know it's run by CNSNews.com, but Newsbusters and MRC TV are two. Two. It's like they're all. They're both under. CNSNews.com, right, which is, which a is weird because point. they repeat the stuff that's on MRC TV, on Newsbusters, which pisses right. me off if I go to both places. But that's like you're saying, it's a conglomerate. It's not a conglomerate. I mean, it's is it run by a news agency? Yes, a good news agency, one that came as an alternative news agency, which still remains an alternative news agency. Well, that's what they're trying to create as well. No, you don't get it. They didn't suck up everybody else. They weren't interested in centralizing the media. He, they're trying to create something to go against the lamestream media. That's going to have to be something massive, Susan. And that means you're forming power in a centralized place again. Get out of the way and leave us alone. Let citizen journalists do it. Here's an idea. Stop trying to turn the internet into the rest, into what we just left behind, okay? Again, y'all leave what you left behind. Don't be coming over here messing up our world. And yeah, I was in the internet before Mark Levin even knew what the word meant. So I really don't give a crap. Centralization of power is not a conservative thing to do. Not a constitutional conservative. I don't know why there's any other kind of conservative, but uh, it's not the thing to do. And again, he screwed up the Liberty Amendments, and now he screwed up this. He couldn't just do his show, let, let him do his show, let Next News Network do their show, let the people on YouTube he do their show. He didn't do it. Uh, Glenn Beck was the one who, he's the one who he wanted to, to do it. He has to agree to it. He has to agree to it. He doesn't have to. Yeah, but Glenn Beck, was, this was his idea. I don't care. Levin didn't have to agree to it. Once you agree to a business merger, you are both equally responsible, Susan, the person that promotes it, he didn't hold a gun to his head. I'm, 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 I don't care. I don't want centralized power. I work against it. I will work against this. I'm throwing I don't a flag. care. I don't give a crap what you throw. I you can you can throw the flag on your on your other show. You can think I'm wrong all I want. Explain to me how ever centralizing power is a good idea. Go. Because they're not. You haven't read the rest of the article. It is. It's by definition. They're set, they're controlling now. They're trying to control all news on the internet. All internet TV. They're going to put the little guy. No, they're going to be going over to watch these guys. The little guy. This is how it happened. This is how it started with the lamestream media. Gosh, she doesn't read your history. And go, it doesn't have to be all the founding history, you know? There's history of this country and since the 70s, what's gone wrong. Since the 60s, what's gone wrong. And uh, centralized power, centralized power, centralized power. If you notice, the media corporations got more centralized, more centralized, more centralized. So they bought up more papers, more more uh, airspace, et cetera, et cetera. And as that happened, they became infiltrated with progs, and now they become the monster that they are. And now we're going to follow the same formula on the Internet, conservatives. No, 
thumbs down all around. No good. I, I hope to God it, it, it blows up in their faces and they split up, go back to their separate ways. Again, this is why if one media part is compromised, they're not all compromised. You understand the, how decentralization works? You don't want... Look, if, I, if I'm the person to infiltrate and take over corporations, if you give me a media corporation and they're controlling all the news on the Internet, I can't take them over. Now I control it. It's called a hostile takeover. Or you can just buy them out. Be surprised how many times people are tired of it. And then what? Oh, start again. Yeah, well, why bother? Why go? Why are we repeating the same mistake? This is the formula the lamestream media used to become what it has become: the overall arbitrator of all information that you receive. Then came social media. Ooh, a way around. Nope, took that over too. What courts? Progs took that over too. Education? Progs took that over too. Churches, probably took that over too. Especially the ones that are very heavily centralized, like the Roman Catholic Church, which is those those people in up there with the Pope are freaking evil. Again, centralized power. Everybody everybody respects the Pope, except for a very few people. I, I mean, back in the day, nobody liked Papas from the other denominations, but it's not quite like that today for most places. Uh, so he has too much actual reach, in my opinion. And he is evil, and he is, he is helping screw up the world. Again, centralized power. Uh, look at the atrocities of the Roman Catholic Church throughout history, and everyone likes to point out, because that shows Christians are evil. No, they weren't following the Christianity. They were following their greed, politics. They, they were evil people that went outside what was supposed to happen. And did evil things. That's not represent. Trust me, that person's in hell. That, that that doesn't represent Christianity, nor does medieval Catholic Church, by the way, uh, or the idiotic church created by England. Again, another made-up church. All right, now let's see where we're going with this. Blaze Media will be run by Tyler Cardone. And Gaston Mooney, who were named co-presidents of the merged company. Previously, Mooney, what was all the? I remember when conservatives are always screaming about mergers are bad. Merge, stop the mergers. Mergers are bad. Now all of a sudden, mergers are good. Mergers are good. Look, it doesn't matter which side you're on. Mergers are bad, no matter which side you're on. Uh, it, it, yeah, in some cases it, it could be very beneficial, but in these big, big power slots, no, it's limiting your options. Limiting your options. That's what it does. It limits your options. You know, and you know, none of these places that have come up online, Breitbart News and stuff. Maybe Breitbart could afford it. Uh, none of these places can afford to have their listenership pulled away from them, they're not making a ton of money as it, as it is. If they're making a profit at all. Like Next News Network survives on donations. Well, if they lose their listenership, they lose their donations, they go under. 
that's what the problem I'm talking about. And I could list many of these citizen journalist things that are TV shows, news shows that have popped up. They're all going to fall victim to this. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. Let's just look up your history. Look up, look up mergers and takeovers, hostile takeovers, and and uh, what's they call them? Uh, monopoly buster. I forget what they call. It's another word for it, but. Why break up AT and T, my belt, you know AT and T into all these smaller things and let everybody else grow bigger? Because times have changed, the people in office have changed. All right, now we'll let that go for a while. All right, now uh, where was I? Uh, blah 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 blah. Tens of millions of people have had it with the biased, ideological-driven mainstream media outlets that sanctimoniously advance their own agendas under the guise of news and journalism. Conservatives actually believe in a free press and the rest of the Constitution, said Levin. You know, conservatives, do you include neocons in that? They're conservative. Do they revere the Constitution? I think not. Come on, Mark. That's what I mean. Sometimes he opens mouth and starts foot and he won't only do what's going on in his brain. I tell you, it's because he went to law school. It screwed him up. It's like Common Core is going to do to the children. Once you go to law school, they I don't know, it's like they hypnotize you or something. And even no matter how much you're really good, there's always a little bit left that just screws you up. Uh, he added that his intention with the merger is to further expand and offer the public an alternative to liberal media group think. So you're going to expand, so you're going to provide information for the, for the whole world. Thanks. That doesn't frighten me at all. Just because someone I respect says something doesn't mean I'm going to like it. I don't like any of this. I, I just don't. There should be The Blaze, there should be CRTV, there should be Breitbart TV, there should be the Nexus Network, there should be Blah, but there's five or six other uh, personally owned news networks that just rely on you, the listener, to donate. And there's also InfoWars. Uh, what's this other one? Prison Planet. But the InfoWars is the, the, uh, the TV news that's been deplatformed all over the internet. So you pretty much have to go to the webpage to watch it. And he's not crazy. Trust me, I've paid enough attention to him and, and came in and out at his rants and stuff. He's not crazy. He's not conspiratorial. Everything he's talking about is happening. All right. So anyway, where were we? Uh, <clears throat> so... He's going to free us from these lamestream media. He added that his intention is to merger. Blaze Media will compete with conservative outlets like Breitbart News and The Daily Caller, co-founded by Tucker Carlson. Now, wait a minute. I thought Tucker Carlson was going to be running this on Blaze, the new Blaze, whatever it's called. No. Nope. Yeah, they just said that. No, they did not. Are you sure about that? I am. Really? Let's find out. Find something to talk about while I scroll. (laughs) 
What are you, what are you going to look for? Tucker Carlson. Okay. Where does it say it? Not. <clears throat> That's the only place it says it. No, you don't know how to use anything. That's the only place it says it. I'm the one who read the article and posted it. Then it was in the article before. <laughs> no, they mentioned Tucker Carlson was going to be. And I'm like, what? Not here. And the article before was about Google. About Europe saying no to Google. Well, anyway. Uh, okay. I don't know why I read that before about who was running it. Other than incredible, I don't know if you'll drive it on. No, Ty Carden. Tyler Carden, that's what it was that screwed me up. Like, not Tucker Carlson, but Tyler. All right, whatever. Uh, where was I? Uh, he liked to compete with the other things. And Salem Media Group, a publicly traded company that is considered the industry leader in talk radio. It will compete with Daily Wire, founded by Ben Shapiro, who... Tucker Carlson ripped to shreds because he's not a real conservative. A former Breitbart editor who had also considered merging with Beck's company. I still like to do that, Beck said. I'm a big fan of what Ben has built. Yeah, as long as you get rid of him. Anybody thinks like him. He's not a conservative. I don't know what his problem is. Uh, anyway, Blaze Media will be headquartered in Dallas at Beck's facilities, but he says that's only a technicality, as it will operate all over the country. Okay, no kidding. Dallas will be the epicenter, but we'll be like a movie studio, like United Artists. It's a much better system for the talent. The Blaze has been going through a rocky stretch, laying off about 20% of its staffers, and losing talent like NRA spokeswoman Dana Loesch. I'm sorry, Lash. It's spelled Loesch. Dana Lash and Tommy Laren. The latter after publicly feuding with Beck over pro-choice remarks she made on her former show. Beck says, though, the incident was misreported without context. We're a different kind of media company without a centralized command and control, he says. There's no network you have to confer with. Talent is free to express their opinions, whether I agree with them or not. And again, how long will that last? Financial terms of the merger were not disclosed, but Beck acknowledges his company had bled some red ink, though it has been profitable for about 12 months. He worked hard to make sure we're in the black. If we had spoken to CRTV a couple years ago, it would have been a different story, he says. We talked about a merger when neither of us needs it. That's the best time. Again, easier to take over one thing, one company than ten of them. Luck said four years ago he uh, was moving into movie production, though it hadn't been financially feasible until now. The merger will help those efforts, he said. First and foremost, I'm an artist and a storyteller. You're also a little weird. He's still surviving. Don't sing disco. Okay, it's time for our last one, which uh, 
right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. Obamacare. Good for you. Good for America. A while back, Martha was always complaining about all her aches and pains. But when we got Obamacare, all that changed. As soon as the government rationed her care, she went pretty quick. And now I don't have to listen to Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. You have no I've got an idea. I got an idea. I got an idea. What's the big idea? Do you have an idea for a new product or a phone app? Well, now is the time to make your idea a priority. Get it off the ground fast and call Davidson. We have over 25 years experience helping big idea thinkers like you turn your ideas into products and apps that are found in retail stores and online. It's simple to get started. Call now and ask for our free big idea starter guide. We'll show you how to get started and protect your idea and show you the steps to get your killer idea in front of a corporation that can help you grow your dream. Dream big and be big. Call Davidson now for your free big idea starter guide. Davidson charges fees for services. 
Unplugged Radio Show, hour half of two. All right, so uh, if you got a button push, better push it. Dr. King was a real man. You know he was a Republican. Dr. King, a Republican? Democrats passed those black codes. Why? What's up with our schools and the Looney Tunes global warming report? Why did you play that sound file? I hit it by accident. Yeah, you hit it by accident. You can't read? I hit it by accident. You got your glasses on? No. Yes, you do. You just lied to the people. And it's still not that either. We're not playing it now. It's still not that either. It doesn't matter what you play. That's not how you spell it. Just, when I correct it, just read it. Uh, that's what happened. Stupid. I hate, ta- I hate those tap-to-click things on, on the pads. I have shaky fingers. That doesn't work out good for me. Okay, so what's up with our skulls from Reuters? The Central American, uh, Central European University, founded by billionaire George Soros, said on Monday it had been forced out of Hungary in an arbitrary eviction that violated academic freedom and it confirmed plans to open a new campus in Austria. CEU's statement is the culmination of a years long struggle between Hungarian born but U.S. based. Soros, who promotes liberal causes through his charities, so-called charities, and the nationalist, he is not a nationalist, anti-immigrant government, oh, I'm sorry, the nationalist anti-immigrant government of Prime Minister Viktor Orban. For nearly three decades, CEU has been a gateway to the West for thousands of students from ex-communist Eastern European countries offering U.S.-accredited degree programs in an academic climate that celebrates free thought. The university said it would leave Budapest if it had not secured guarantees of academic freedom by December the 1st. CU has been forced out, said CEU President and Rector Michael Agnetlev in a statement. This is unprecedented. A U.S. institution has been driven out of a country that is a NATO ally, a European institution that's been ousted from a member state of the EU. Arbitrary eviction of a reputable university is a flagrant violation of academic freedom, it is a dark day for Europe and a dark day for Hungary, CEU's statement added. Ignatyev told a news conference later that the CEU had received a clear and unequivocal welcome to our welcome in Austria. Austria? Say not really. Not like Australia. No, Austria. Like Wagner. The United States said it was disappointed that CEU was unable to remain in Hungary. The European Commission, which has taken Hungary to EU Supreme Court over the education law that prompted the CEU move 
and has clashed with Orban over democracy issues, said it was deeply concerned. The law needs to be brought back in line with EU law, said an EU spokesman. It is now for the Court of Justice of the European Union to clarify this matter. Gary Verhofstadt, the Liberal leader in the European Parliament and a former Belgian Prime Minister, said Orban, Orbain, sorry, um, should, all ran together, got messed up here, um, should feel shame, adding that it was the first time since Oslo University was forced to close by Norway's Nazi German occupiers in 1943, that a European university had been shut down. CEU's legal status has been in limbo for more than a year since charges into a higher education law that meant a foreign registered university could no longer operate in Hungary unless it also provided courses in its home country. Urbane's critics say the legal changes deliberately targeted CEU, which is regularly ranked as the top university in Hungary. Urbane accuses Soros of encouraging mass immigration into Europe, a charge the philanthropist denies. Oh no, it's true. Earlier this year, Open Society Foundation Soros's main funding network was also forced to leave Hungary. CEU founded in Budapest in 1991, says it has complied with all the new regulations set by Urbane's government, which has refused to sign off on an already agreed document with the state of New York that would allow CEU to stay. Hungary's government has dismissed the university's move as a Soros-style bluff. I'm going to put this problem to bed. There, states have no constitutional right or authority. In fact, they're expressly prohibited from coming into any personal agreements between itself and a foreign country and or its fellow states. It stated plainly in Article 1, Section 9. Don't even need a law degree to understand it. Just read the dang thing. That part of it, anyway. Article 1, Section 9 is all what the states cannot do. Because they had done this in the Articles of Confederation, and they wanted to make it clear that is over. Not that they gave them the power anywhere else in the Constitution, because it didn't. Well, this but it had to be dealt with. You will not do this anymore. Sign that and swear before God you're telling the truth. Well, and this brings up a lot of issues. Number one, anything connected with Soros, we need to throw out. Yep. Number two, who's paying for these students to go there? Because you know these countries are making bank on them. They're saying they're not going there. They're saying that they're not actually teaching anything in Hungary. That they're teaching it in other places, but they're not teaching it in Hungary, which I didn't understand. Because it said, uh, uh, no, a higher education law that meant a foreign registered university could no longer operate in Hungary unless it also provided courses in its own country. So I guess that means they have to provide courses in the United States of America, which they were trying to do, that they put it into. But it's a Soros-run company. I don't care. Kick him out. 
And why are we involved in sending kids over to learn someplace else? All, and this include all local state governments cannot bring in foreign students. They cannot have agreements with foreign nations. That is expressly prohibited. You know, like Canada did under the Republican, I am on the Schwarzenegger. And, oh, uh, went over to in, in London, Europe, and they made agreements between the, California, the, the EU, and California to for global warming. That is absolutely prohibited. As is states and local entities borrowing money, expressly prohibited. Again, same article, Article One, Section Nine. Heck, if you could just start by going there and reading that and really paying attention to what it says, you'd be a lot better off than you are right now. Nowhere near understanding the Constitution, but at least you'd understand, hey, that's not supposed to be happening. And that's that's something. Well, that's it's be- a step in the right direction. Well, and that's because it has to do with your state sovereignty. That's why you're saying, as long as you understand that your state's not allowed to do this, we're the people of the state. Stop it. No, not saying state sovereignty in this issue. At all. <clears throat> They're not allowed to go into agreements with foreign countries, the states. Only the national government has the power to do that. That is foreign. States have no power anywhere that has to do with foreign. Get it through your head. That's why the national government was created, to deal with foreign. Got it? States, local governments have nothing to do with foreign. They have to do with their jurisdiction, their state, their town, their county, Period. You can call yourself parishes all you want. It's still county. It's so funny that you just brought that up because Arnold Schwarzenegger is opening up his – he just made a statement today opening up his pie hole how he's going to be an ambassador for climate change and try to get us to change our mind about climate change. I thought how gore was that. Oh, no. Now Schwarzenegger wants to be – Why do you think anyone want to listen to him? He's become. He became a laughing stock as he went out the door. Yeah. He's a Republican that might as well have been a Democrat in office in the state of California. He ended up being corrupt. He had babies out of wedlock. He's he's he was sexually promiscuous. He was that's not hidden in his book. No, sex but he, and, man, he loved sex. He, he married a Kennedy. Then he married a Kennedy. Yeah, but this was supposedly before that. But if I was married to that bitch, I might have a, I might have other options as well. Uh, but I, you know, he likes the Kennedy family. That should have said it all to everybody. How could he not be a progressive and sit at the dinner table with those people? They radically hate our country. I want to transform it into some utopian left wing nightmare that doesn't exist, never will exist, cannot exist. I don't care who you are. The only time that's going to happen is if you're Jesus Christ himself coming back for the second coming. Other than that, it's going to get worse, not better. And no people here that on earth is going to help you. Donald Trump bailed us out in a very big way. And I'm really, really pissed off at conservative never-Trumpers, so-called conservative never-Trumpers, because, okay, you don't like them. I don't really give a crap. He brought God back to the government and White House. He brought common sense reform back to the government. Every policy he's done, I agree with. Don't you care more about the policy than the man anyway? Judge a tree by its fruits. I say it to you, never Trumpers. Trump fruits are delicious. 
Abominous fruits. Eh, Clinton. Eh. Carter. Eh. In fact, Carter might vomit. Alright, so uh, this is just... I don't care about this stupidity, really. Other than it has to do with George Soros. I hate his guts. CU founded in Budapest in 1991 has complied with all the new regulations set by Orbán's government, which has refused to sign off on an already agreed document with the state of New York that would allow CEU to stay. Hungary's government has dismissed the university's move as a Soros-style bluff. Now, as I was trying to say, it's a Soros-run entity. I don't want them here. I don't want them teaching in the state of New York as ridiculously left as the state of New York is. As someone who was born there and ran away from there, I understand all too well. And unlike most people, when I ran away from there, I left all that left-wing kook certified New York crap behind. Orbán's critics say the legal changes deliberately targeted CEU, which is regularly ranked as a top university in Hungary. Urbain accuses Soros of encouraging mass immigration to Europe, true, charging the philanthropists denies. He denies it, does he? Crikey. Early this year, Open Society Foundations. I'm sorry, that's just a fun accent. Open Society Foundations, Soros' main funding network, was also forced to leave Hungary. See you founded in Budapest. It's repeating itself. Uh oh. And I am a government CEO, Soros-style bluff. Uh, you, the university retains accreditation as a Hungarian university and will seek to continue teaching and research activity in Budapest as long as possible, it said. What the heck, could you be, what the heck kind of research could you be doing in Budapest? Don't want to see how we can make Americans this poor? Really, who's paying for all this? Probably us. George Soros. <laughs> uh, no, George Soros is paying for it. That's the point. All right, from World Net Daily, a graduate student at Harvard is being told by her landlord to move out of the apartment room she leases. One bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. <laughs> Because according to a report in the Free Beacon, her roommate searched her personal belongings until they found her guns. And now, they feel uncomfortable. Dave Lewis of Avid Management told the publication in an email that since it's clear that Layla Pimey wants to keep her firearms, it would be best for all parties if she finds another place to live. The demand for, I'm sorry, it's Perny, to leave came after her roommate searched her room while she was not home, the report explained. They found her firearms, which are legal, and she is in compliance with all applicable laws. Okay, what kind of roommates do you have that when you leave, go search your room? And why didn't you have a lock on your door Met, if you lived with such people? Metrosexuals. They're college students. They're not metrosexuals. They're all female. They're not metrosexuals. Yeah, they are. They're in the, that age group 
all male and female are metrosexual. I thought they were millennials. I mean, not metrosexual, millennials. What the heck? Ah! Metrosexual. I don't even know what. I don't, did they, they? They lost that word. Did they finally? Now it's just gross. You really do know you just had a complete meltdown no, brain I just fart. Had a miss, a miss, <laughs> misfire. Misfire. But I'm bump. Well, millennials. They both believe with him. <laughs> millennials. Yeah. Well, we're not talking about millennials, so there you go. Anyway, um, her roommates. No, I guess. I guess they're. Renting a house is what I'm thinking. They didn't say house time, you know. I know. They're, they're renting rooms in a house. They're sharing they're sharing the rent in a house. But they didn't say that. They just said roommates, but not if they live in an apartment, if they live in a house, they live in a townhouse. All is possible. But anyway, this is just ridiculous. Uh, your roommates searching. Why would... I hope they say... Somewhere in here, I hope there's some journalist that says why they decided to look through her personal belongings. Because is that an arbitrary thing you decide to do with everybody? And again, this is another thing that you bring up as your pet peeve. Why wasn't her firearm on her when she was not at the house? Because she's probably not allowed to carry it open. She can't carry it on campus. And she can't carry concealed, uh, concealed weapons permit, but she still can't carry it on campus. Well, thank you for that. Same problem exists in the United in the United States military bases. If you live on base, your gun stays in the armory. You get it back when you leave the base. Or you can take it out for target practice and bring it back. But you can't keep it in your own housing. And we're talking like on base houses. They won't even let them keep it their own. They're military. They're they're not trusted with a firearm. Then I say we're not we're not weeding the right people out. Anyway, the roommate complained to the landlord. The report said, stating we discussed with Layla that all of us are uncomfortable with having firearms in the house. What a bunch of wussies, and that their presence causes anxiety. Oh, you poor little porcelain doll. And deprives us of the quiet enjoyment of the premises to which we were entitled. Why she wasn't using them. They weren't doing anything. They were just there in her room. Inanimate objects doing nothing. Perfectly legal inanimate objects doing nothing. <laughs> quiet enjoyment. Where, where's the noise coming from? Can you literally hear the gun screaming from underneath the bed or something? I still have no idea if that's an M or an RN, man. That this font makes that really difficult. Oh, it's Pymie, it is an M. Has responded with concerns about how the roommates violated her privacy and now they are trying to violate her rights. A few weeks ago I came back to my apartment for a weekend trip and was confronted by one of my roommates who asked if I had guns in the house. She told the free beacon. After being told far too many lies to count, my roommates finally admitted that they searched my closet, under my bed, and all of my drawers in pursuit of finding my guns. She said she was offered a number of different explanations for why her roommates violated her privacy. When I asked them why they were in my room to begin with, they each came up with completely con contradicting stories, none of which made any sense, but one comment 
struck me in particular. We saw that you had a MAGA hat and came on, you're from Alabama, so we kind of assumed that you had something. But that I gotta go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.